What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number four of the Breakaway Banner podcast. I'm Josh Ruckstall. I'm Jeremy Rash. And together we are a hockey podcast by fans, for fans, and we have two favorite teams, and we're going to start off hot with the New York Rangers. Big W again last night against the Los Angeles Kings. I've hated them since 2014. Uh, reasons that we will not discuss publicly on this podcast at this time. Um, and uh, a big part of the leader, and uh, we're started officially on the Breakaway Banter uh, podcast, is the Jacob Truba fan club, the Truba train. So all aboard, join me, Choo Choo. So do you guys have like, uh, is it, what was it going to be called the Jacob Truba fan club or you got another name for it or? I don't know. We'll just call it the Truba train. I'm sure I'm not the first person to, to have a fan club called the Truba train. I think there's quite a few, like there's the, the few in the proud on uh, Twitter who love Jacob Truba like I do. And uh, I hope that they all hop on board with this. So while we're on the Rangers, it's been like hit and miss with them lately. Like they either score a bunch and dominate or they get goalied it looks to me like they're playing down lately like the last couple weeks they've been playing down in the competition like they had a tight game with the sharks that should not have been a tight game um then i don't know they're beating like you see them beat the bruins and then they beat the kings they're beating the top teams but then like some games like washington like a four zip loss to washington who even plays here anymore like so you know, there's just like, there's certain things like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like you said, hit and miss. So, you know, the important thing to me is that they are beating the top teams. Um, and hopefully they can sort that out. Still plenty of season left. Yeah. Like the, when they are on, they're on. And it seems like when they're off, they just look lost. And like, not even Shisirkin can can secure them a win when they when they haven't been on it seems like yeah and it was beautiful to see 2014 jonathan quick playing against the la kings i can tell you that that <laughs> was fun. quick having a heck of a season for a guy that everyone thought was gonna go off into the sunset and retire he's proven that he's still a viable number two goalie he's making an argument to, like it's funny if you would have told me this at the beginning of the year he's making an argument to almost be closer to a tandem with shesterkin at this point um, just given how he's played this season. Like, I think he's honestly earned himself some additional starts more than your standard backup goalie would get. Yeah, he's he's playing awesome. And, like, what, he's got two shutouts already and the, the games yeah. he's played. It's just he's looking phenomenal. And yeah. uh, switching from that, we'll go to the Maple Leafs, who uh stringing together a couple good wins here. Uh, it's weird. They're not having their, their top guys producing. And uh, we actually play the New York Rangers Tuesday night. And it'll be a fun uh, Leafs versus Rangers for the first time this season. We'll get to see who gets the bragging rights from that game. Um, but no, it's been an interesting, like they beat the Predators 4 nothing, And then they played the Ottawa Senators. They won 4-3. Um, two uh, regulation wins, which is nice to see because the Leafs only had five going into, uh, <laughs> going into the, like this weekend's games. And like they've got, 14 wins so out of 13 wins only five came in regulation isn't a great stat they ask how many not how you got them but it, it's good to see them closing out games in regulation um and then you know typical toronto fashion uh, they're doing well they're winning a game and they're uh, the goalie that everyone thought was going to be the starter for the next foreseeable while wall gets hurt and now we're back to samsonov and you get um 
yeah, you're back to Samsonov and like Wall was playing great. He was playing awesome. He was doing amazing. And now we got Martin Jones as our backup, which uh, doesn't put a lot of confidence in me. He did play great last year, but um, yeah, it's just like a weird scene in Toronto. And then the scheduling is super weird. Like if you look at the Eastern conference, like there's teams that have 29 games played in the Tampa Bay lightning. And then you look at, Toronto who has 24 games played and you look at the Ottawa Senators who have 22 games played like there's zero parity in schedules for these teams right now so it's like it's going to be interesting Toronto's in third with uh two games in hand on Boston and three games in hand on the Florida Panthers so some ground to be made up and uh, they're going to start tonight against the New York Islanders let's hope for a big win and that's pretty much all I've got on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you have anything you want to add on them? I just got to say, I'm thrilled that the Islanders are going to soften them up. And then tomorrow, <laughs> soften them up for that pound and the Rangers are going to give them. I'm predicting six or seven goals from the Rangers against the Buds. You say the Islanders are going to soften them up? You mean put them to sleep? Like, they're the most boring. The Islanders might be the most boring team to watch play in the NHL. I didn't like, say they were good. I didn't say no, they were I'm not fun saying, to watch. They're... It is like I've tried to watch a couple of their games when they've got like, I don't know, the New Jersey Devils playing because New Jersey is always exciting to watch. Uh, and, and even then, it's just they bore you to sleep and then they get a flurry of chances where it's like five to six seconds of high intensity action and then they right back to putting you to sleep defensively. I'm just it, saying that they're rolling four fourth lines. That's what the Islanders are up to. So, I mean, I'm just thinking they might I mean, one of their lines is Bo Horvat and, and Barzal. I wouldn't say it's a fourth line. You just have Lou Lamorello style hockey and it's just very boring, very slow, just, and then pr- they'll pounce. I, think about it. That line's probably fourth line on the Leafs. No. No, no? way. No, think? they, you could easily, like, I wouldn't say they're, like, you could probably put Bo Horvat in the top, top two lines, you'd make room for him, but no, yeah, maybe Barzell, I don't mean, they're not, they're just, nothing about that team is enticing, no. nothing, and it's, it's interesting to see how they still win games, I mean, they have one of the best goalies in the world, uh, Sorokin is up there with Vasilevsky and Shesterkin, but Vasilevsky, on pace to end like Lundqvist did, just putting teams on his back and dragging them to victories. Um, so, I don't know. I feel for him. You obviously see the talent. I think he's one of the best goalies in the league. Um, but the Islanders, man, ugly. <laughs> ugly. It's not It's not fun to watch as a fan, and uh, that's all I'm going to leave at that. Um, and then this weekend, we had a violent weekend in the NHL. Like, it was... I don't think I've seen so much just I don't want to say violence in general, just like unnecessary hits from behind blows to the head, um, unwilling combatant fights. Like it was, it was a circus, the NHL this weekend. Cousins. Okay. I've got to, we got to start it off with cousins here. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to throw a lick like that, then stand and, Stand up for you, like you know, like stand up and throw hands. Stand up for yourself, like you're the one yeah. being targeted. Like if you were, and he's thrown multiple hits like that. Like he's known to throw hits. He's a he's he is a uh, hard four checking forward. He's a third line, gonna grind it out forward. And you throw hits like that, you need to 
be aware that you got to answer the bell for that. And he turtled the first time when Goodbranson had the best Undertaker impression I've ever seen. He was dead on the ground and then like three seconds later came to life and just decided he was murdering people. Like he just and Cousins dropped and I mean, sure. Okay. You're going to have to answer for it again. You're going to. Yeah. And like, it was hilarious. I don't know if you were watching that game live. I was. This, it, the refs go, if I'm in a major, we're going to put it under review. And the entire time, Gabranson's just like, give him two. I want him. Give him two. Like screaming from the bench. Like, and as soon as they need two, he's skating to the bench. He's just staring at Cousin. And he's like, I'm getting you. I'm getting well, you. Like, so how can you not expect that you're going to have to answer for it? Well, it's just to me, like, it's fine. I, I don't have any issue with people towing the line, throwing hits, you know, playing on the edge. But when you do something like that, and, and you know, obviously I don't, I don't believe, like, he was intentionally trying to murder him. Like, he obviously stepped into him and got him with a boarding charge or uh, boarding penalty. But he's like, that, like you said, he's that type of guy who plays like that type of style. And that's going to happen occasionally. Um, but what I don't respect is him turtling, not once, but twice. Um <laughs> And that's why, like, when Gabranson went down and fed him three when he was turtled, I was like, you know what? I mean, if the refs are going to give him two and they're not going to give him major and Gabranson's going to be the one out here policing the game, then I guess there you go. But, I mean, like, have you no pride? You're on television and your family (laughs) is watching and you're just going to go down into the turt. No, man, just take your beating. Just take a couple while you're standing up and fall over or get into the wrestling match. But at least take your licks. Like, you if are, your stars you on your team, your stars on your team, they'll they'll answer the bell. Like, you got Matthew Kachuk, you got Sam Bennett, you've got guys on your team who ooze toughness, that ooze hard to play against, will answer the bell. I did something that was egregious, so I'm going to answer it. And you just, you let your teammates fight your battle for you? Like... Yeah, like, like I, I talk about this every – I talk about this guy way too much. But, again, back to Truba. He's never not answered the bell. Like, uh, you know – For like clean throws, hits. Yeah, and he, he answers the bell when, he, when the hits are clean and not penalized, and he does it every time. Um, with the exception of a couple of weeks ago when he uh, skated by a guy and then annihilated his teammate instead, which was <laughs> hilarious. Um, so, you know, like but like I said, like he's – you know, answer the bell. Like if you do something, if you want to play that way, then you got to be prepared. Um, so, and and then it also comes down to like, how was that not a five minute major? Like you look at it. So there was already this weekend alone, two other, there was one that was assessed a five minute major that was nowhere near as vicious as the cousins one was granted. There was no injury. Like he broke his nose. Good Branson on, on the boarding, but like there was no injury. So, but like that shouldn't take precedence on what is suspendable. Like, like you look and just like so then you got and then on the other hand you've got Evander Kane who nailed Brodine from behind Brodine they're saying is out for a significant amount of time no call whatsoever so you have like both ends of the spectrum this weekend in hits from behind alone and it's just like come on like you gotta so I think what's gonna happen this week is you're gonna see a lot of five minute major hitting from behind calls Well, they have to like they have to address it somehow, like because you know if it's it, especially like as you mentioned, like this was a violent weekend for the NHL. Um, so yeah, we're only talking about the hits from behind. We still have 
the blows to the head and the knees that happened. Yeah, and the like, fan, like, and, and as we'll get into later, the fans. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I don't know, like, yeah, like the NHL's got to step up and do something because obviously, you know, I know that they're trying to make a point about head dra- head trauma and and trying to reduce the possible impacts of that. Um, but after you know the look of this weekend, it was not uh, it was not good, especially from an officiating level, in my opinion. Yeah, so we had those hits from behind, which like again, you have to expect if the referees aren't going to police the game. I have no problem with good what Goodbranson did. As a fan, as a, like you have to be able to know that you're protected out there, and if the referees aren't going to protect you. Do what you got to do. Get your revenge. Like, I don't care. Like, at that point, the referees have lost control of the game. And good on you. Good on you for defending yourself and coming back and standing up for yourself. Um, which then will go to the less egregious. I mean, it was still bad. We'll, we'll go to the kneeing next, which was uh, Ryan Strom. Just, it was gross. It was nasty. I don't know how long Kyle Connor's going to be out, but that was like a targeted kneeing. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark Shifley then got his bell rung by Stone when he See, stood up for him. <laughs> come on, cousins! Come on, cousins! Look what Shifley did. I wasn't even involved. He he had nothing to do with it. He was just he even jumped in to stand up for his teammate, and he got it. He got fed lunch. <laughs> you just see him get rocked, and he's like, "Man, I shouldn't like." Imagine you lose Shifley for he's like gets a concussion. He's out for a significant amount of time. Kyle Connor, his knee is blown out. I'd be like, okay, I understand it. You stood up for your teammate. Good on you. Take my money. But like, yeah. <laughs> like I will say though, from from my experience watching him on the Rangers, Strom is a sneaky tough guy. Um, like he's not someone you think of as a good fighter, but when he fights someone in his weight class, like he's he's done well for himself. You can go back and check some of the highlights out on YouTube, but. Is it egregious to say I don't think of Ryan Strom at all for anything? (laughs) Like, like he's one of those guys that I forget exists until something like this happens. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, For the most part, I don't think about him much. He's not the Rangers. I'm a big Rangers guy, so like once you leave the Rangers, you're like dead to me. Um, Except for Zuccarello. Yeah, Zuccarello is you know always true to my heart, but Um, yeah. So then we also then have. What was it? It was um, hard to watch. Was the Dylan Strom uh, get knocked unconscious in a in a battle in front of the net? Um, and from what I watched, it didn't seem like there was any intent on any side or any part, except for Perron, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but in the actual contact of Dylan Strom, it looked like a combination of errors like there was a battle between him and joseph which then larkin started going head down which he got ridley griggs butt end of his stick in his face and i feel like it's it's unfortunate but i feel like it was a hockey battle that that it shouldn't be like there's no supplemental discipline needed because i don't feel like there was anything to discipline yeah and that was i think that looked to me more like a freak accident so i don't know i mean like you look and like I'm bringing it back to the Leafs because that's what I know. You look at like the Marshawn Lilgren uh, g- going to the corner. That was like it was an accident. Like obviously you want to see a penalty there, uh, but it's an it's a it's hockey is a fast paced game. It's a physical game, and accidents will happen. And it, it's unfortunate. And it was hard to watch. Um, 
and which leads into like why I can understand why Peron's wires crossed and just went ballistic and took out the wrong guy with a with what I could only say is like could be a worse headshot than what yeah. Dylan Strong Dylan, uh, Dylan Larkin took. Yeah, I don't know. Like we we had mentioned, like they they've got to figure something out with the officiating in these in, in the trauma. You know, in this case, it's not so much. Um, you know, like like we mentioned, it it didn't look intentional to me. Like I don't, you know, it was so quick. I don't know if, how you could if you could claim it is was deliberate, but you know, obviously a tough look. And I hope that uh, Larkin's get a quick recovery. So and I'm happy to see he was able to walk off on his own. Yeah, and, and like in the all the reporting is saying that it's not as bad as they expected. I mean, they still expect him to miss some time. Um, I mean, ultimately, I don't think he's going to be missing a ton of time it looks like Perron could face he's going to face upwards of five games because it's an in-person hearing which like fair like buddy you (laughs) your wires crossed and you went right for the dome on Zub who had nothing to do with the play it was like fight him sure I'm all for you think he did it fight him don't don't immediately target another like it makes what Perron did look worse after seeing what just happened to Larkin with the head hit yeah I don't know like it's a violent weekend in the NHL <laughs> yeah and let's go on to something from that game that was a uh, a positive note and it was Dylan uh, not Dylan Larkin Patrick Kane had his first goal of the season in his second game in the NHL and it was a typical Patrick Kane goal. It was a beautiful goal and it's nice to see the game's good when Patrick Kane is playing. Yeah. I mean, arguably the best American born player of all time. I think a lot of people say that Um, to me, it's Leach, but (laughs) Patty Kane is also a fellow Ranger. He didn't spend as much time there, but uh, I I enjoyed him. I wish we would have got full Patty Kane last year, but it's, it's exciting to see him back and hopefully healthy. Because, like you said, um, the league is better when the, when it has its superstars playing, and he is undoubtedly a superstar. You know, who knows how many years he's got left? Like he'll be with the Wings. I think he signed two or three. Yeah. Um, um, so either way, you know, we've we've got him for a little bit longer. I think you need to cherish those moments and cherish those highlights while they're still coming. And you look at his first two games. In two games, he's got ten shots on goal. One goal on the power play, which was a nasty snipe. And, like, I don't see him taking a step back here. It's from, even from last year's play, like, if anything, he's a step up because last year he was playing injured. And he, in on Saturday night's game, had 19 minutes and 53 seconds. Like, that's a lot of minutes for a forward. Like, you expect a D-man yeah. to have 20-plus minutes, but, like, a forward getting almost 20... Granted, like you lost Perron, you lost Larkin, you lost guys in that game. So you're going to, but you wouldn't think a guy that just came off of an injury, a C, like a surgery, would be getting those extra minutes. And he did, and he thrived. It's great to see Patrick came back. That, like what we said, the league's fun when the superstars are playing and they're playing to the level of superstars. And it's just great to see Patrick Kane back on the score sheet in the NHL. Yeah, and as you mentioned, yeah, he was hurt last year, and obviously I think what he did was smart was he took the time, did the surgery, even took time into the season, um, rehabbed and, and got into game shape before really signing um, a deal with any team. He took his time, you know, weighed his options, and 
it's just exciting to see him back on the ice, and I'm I'm excited to see where the red where he can go with the Red Wings because that's a nice young and upcoming team um, with some veteran leadership, three cups. Can't argue that success. So I'm excited to see what he can do with those guys. And while we're talking about guys that weighed their options and and waited to sign a big ticket, well. A lot- Shohei Otani uh, gaslit the entire country of Canada uh, this uh, past Friday when a report leaked that a plane from Shohei Otani's airport that Shohei Otani normally flies in uh, was flying to Toronto and that Shohei Otani was on the way to Toronto and it got some serious social media attention to the point where, and then the plane lands and out comes sh- the Shark Tank or Dragon's Den, Robert Herjavec. <laughs> everyone was like, there was, from what I was reading, there was hundreds of thousands of people at the airport waiting to see Shohei Otani come off that airplane. Nope. And he wasn't even going to sign, like, uh, from what everything that's come out, he used Canada and Toronto Blue Jays to get a better offer from the Dodgers. And it was a whole fabricated thing from his agent to get the Dodgers to up their offer and have him be a Dodger. Hey, respect to the agent for getting his guy paid. I mean, he's getting paid either way, but to get him 700 mil over 10, poof. The Coyotes franchise, I saw an value like comparing that <laughs> you could buy the Coyotes franchise and still have like six or eight million left over. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> man, the poor yoked. But yeah, it's it's like another thing that happened this week that like the entire country like the entire country of Canada, like we were ready to have a different podcast here where we were comparing like the biggest athletes to ever come to Canada and then like nope gone like he's not even coming he didn't even he wasn't even thinking about it he was wanting to be a dodger through and through just kidding still Kawhi. (laughs) so so, uh but and then while we're on this weekend two videos surfaced of um what i can only assume would be um beer league hockey and maybe a kids game we'll start with the kids game where there's these two middle-aged men fighting in the stands and like everyone is acting nonchalant around them. Like this video, there's so many things to decipher with it. There's these two middle-aged men fighting during a hockey game. And then everyone's nonchalant. One guy comes in, like stands in between them. They separate like, like it was the most nonchalant ending of a fight too. Well, up until buddy with one HP left decides to headbutt the glass and KOs himself. <laughs> like, like he was in the Mortal Kombat finish him stage and finished himself. Yeah, like, like went for a good nap. We watched him fight too. Like we watched <laughs> the fight. It wasn't good. He wasn't. He was not good at fighting at he all. He wasn't winning that fight. No, he <laughs> wasn't. Of them were they both? That was the saddest fight I've seen in a hockey rink. Every one of us lost. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, like you mentioned, like yeah, it was pretty nonchalant. Like everyone else in the hockey arena, like nobody was really caring. Nobody, like some people weren't even watching. It was like, it was like their fourth bout of like the season. Like they go at it every time their kids play each other and everyone's just used to it now. Um, and then that, yeah, like you said, just one tapped himself. The buddy was downed. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's like. Did he think he was going to seem tougher? Did he not realize the glass was that? Like, he headbutts this thing and just instantly out. And, like, how can you? Like, I have so many questions, but I know I'll never get answers because, like, first of all, what game was this? 
where can I go to watch their next one? Like this, there were so many things about this that just didn't make sense that made this video go viral. And it was just perfect. Like people commenting, he had one HP left and finished himself <laughs> off. Like, like, yeah, he held our three to give up in COD when he's crawling. <laughs> so like, hilarious and then like you go to another beer league game where these grown men there seems to be a skirmish after the game or whatever they're all huddled around the bench there's some light jabs being thrown but like nothing serious like we don't got like a full line brawl and one of the guys on the team takes his stick over his head and two hands buddy over the head in front of him (laughs) and then decides i need to dip like he starts beelining it for the open door and you just see somebody a hero this guy deserves a medal because he comes and slams the door buddy hits the glass drops and three guys feed him lunch (laughs) you can't be overhand you can't so this is again nick cousins okay i feel like nick cousins was playing beer league um and he's the overhand chop guy and he tried to floor it out of there before he had to pay for his sins um so i don't know again justice served and props to the fan for shutting the door and making sure they keep it on the ice because if he gets off the ice most of the boys probably are gonna chase him and he gets away with one (laughs) it was in the nick of time too like he slammed that like that video is perfect like there's a lot in the beginning if you can get through that first like 20 seconds right to the overhand slash it is the greatest video I've seen this week, and I just watched a guy KO himself. It's going to be on all the instant karma YouTube highlights this week for sure. <laughs> no, it's so like we had a lot of good viral things that happened this week, and uh, and then yeah, let's talk about where some of the standings are, who we think deserves to be where they are, who we think are who are for reals, who are for pretenders. Here, uh, we'll start with the. The Eastern Division, the Eastern Conference, we have the Rangers at the top uh, with 39 points. Um, the Rangers are t- uh, the the Bruins are tied with them. Then you got the Florida Panthers and then the Leafs, Detroit, and then it's weird to see Philly as second place in the Metro. Yeah, um, especially with uh, 10 losses. <laughs> so I, you know, like it's. Yeah, well, the, it's weird. Like, if you look at um, what I didn't expect Philly to be doing anything, I don't think this is how it's going to sit. I think the Devils are going to come out of this slump. Um, I'm thinking the Hurricanes. Like, if I had to guess, like, the top three for me in the future are going to be Rangers, Devils, Hurricanes. Um, but, you know, I would, you know, at this point, I guess you can't be shocked if the Flyers find a way. Um, but I don't and know. It's, just so, it's so tight. Um, from basically from Flyers to the Hurricanes. Like, there's three points separating five teams. Yeah, and then you go to seventh, which I don't think this is where they're going to end up, but it's so weird seeing the Pittsburgh Penguins in the bottom of a division. Um, I think that we're going to have to get used to that because their big solution um, to their aging problem was to get Eric Carlson. Uh <laughs> So, we're like, you know what? We're old. We should get somebody else who's old. Um, that'll solve it. So, I think that, like, I don't know. Until they decide to tear it down, like, I don't know if you're going to see. I don't. I don't know if it's possible for the Penguins to snap out of this. I don't know if they're going to make playoffs. 
the Penguins have a 9.5% power play. Whew. Like, who who would have had that on their bingo card with that roster coming into this season? Like, yeah. like even if you figure that out, you move up two spots in the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I really don't know. And it's funny. So you see them way down there. Their goal differential is actually positive. Um, in comparison to the Capitals, Islanders, Devils, Hurricanes, and Blue Jackets, they are somehow second last with a positive goal differential. Um, so their games are tight. They're on a losing. They're on a four-game losing streak right now. You know, so maybe they do turn it around. I mean, you can never really count Crosby out, but like I said, like that's an aging team. That's an aging Crosby, an aging Malkin, an aging Latang, an aging Carlson. Um, Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter is still around. Oh my Jeff God. Carter, who, what? Did, wasn't he on Wayne Gretzky's line? <laughs> <laughs> Lars Eller, Brian Rust. Yeah, Ricard, Rust. That, Raquel, that sums Nieto. up the whole. That sums up the whole team. You can stop it's, there. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I mean, I I feel like Philadelphia might be a wild card team this year. I think yep. a lot of guys have bought into Tortorella's um, idea of what this team is, um, which is weird to say in 2023 that <laughs> people are buying into Tortorella's uh, game plan. It um, works for a couple years everywhere, and then it doesn't. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like the New Jersey Devils aren't a bottom of the division team. They're going to be in the top no. three. They, they they, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get a goalie. And they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. I think that's what they're missing. I mean, hurt, losing Dougie Hamilton for the season hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like the Rangers. You're gonna see Carolina and the Devils figure it out, and I I feel like these other teams that are gonna fall. Um, but it yeah, should be my, interesting. That's a... my top three for the for the Atlantic would be Bruins. That's it is how it is right now, and it would be Bruins, Panthers, Leafs. Um, with the lightning as the wild card, I wouldn't be shocked um, if the Red Wings were flirting flirting up there either. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Red Wings and the Tampa Bay Lightning take both wild card spots. No, for it the wouldn't East. shock me, um, especially if you look at the like you know how tight the Metro is, um, and like I said, like they're just teams to me that like the Capitals, the Flyers, the Capitals, and the Islanders are in top four spots in the Metro. And I don't think any of them should be in the playoffs yet. Um, the Capitals and the Islanders are going down. The Flyers are on the up. Well, I'll give them that. They've got a younger team. Um, but like the Devils and the Hurricanes should be higher than they are. Um, and the Penguins and the Jackets. I, I don't know what happens with the Penguins, but I know what happens with the Jackets and that's not good. Um, they're going to get a, they're going to get a, they're going to be in the, the draft lottery. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, the Atlantic, I, I agree. I think you see Boston Panthers Leafs. I, I think those three like spots are interchangeable. I don't know where they're going to end up. I don't see Boston having this success sustainable. Um, their goalies are like, are going to falter. Like you can't have be perfect all the time every year. Like there's like, even Henrik had his off years. So I think that, yeah, you're going to see the Bruins come down to earth a little bit. They already mm-hmm. kind of started to with, I mean, to be fair, they only have five regulation losses. Um, but yeah, I think they're interchangeable. I think the Canadians, the Ottawa Senators, and the Buffalo Sabres are 
going to do what they do and the, they they won't be near the top but they'll, they'll be competitive and i feel like they'd be higher in the if you ranked all the eastern teams they'd be in the middle and uh, a lot of the metro teams will be near the bottom yeah and then you look at the central too for example like i think the avalanche are still the top dogs in central um so to me it's avalanche stars um, and you know, I can't argue with good goaltending with the Jets um, and what they've accomplished. I'm surprised that they've they've got such a good record and that they're top of Central right now. Um, but uh, they do have some pretty good pieces, um, provided Ryan Strom doesn't knee on knee anybody or knock anybody else out. So, um, you know, hopefully they can keep it moving. They're on a four game win streak, um, and you know, they've been pretty impressive so far. I, I think that the interesting thing is like I'm eating crow because I said at the start of the uh, the very first episode of our podcast that the Arizona Coyotes sucked and that they were awful and that they were going to need like six more years to be decent and they're proving me wrong and I'll take it I'll eat it like I'm stoked to see them doing well um, I feel like they could be a wild card team I I think you'd need a lot of things to happen for that to to be the case but they are playing they in their last uh before they lost the first two they beat all their last six stanley cup champions in regulation that was a fun little stat the fun little run they went on and and like so like they were winning games which was impressive but they were beating top teams so i feel like yeah you're i think minnesota until they can get parise and sutter off the the books they're just going to have to be happy being middle of the pack guys. Kaprizov and, hasn't looked like himself this year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that team's success in the past, like the last couple of years have hinged on him um, and, and him and Zuccarello's connection. So yeah, I don't know. It's, he's obviously amazing and I, I'm excited to see more of him in the league, but I don't think it's their time yet. They haven't showed anything to me yet a quarter of the way through the season. The Blackhawks are, are, are going to be in the draft lottery again. There's still a couple couple of years away they, they've got great pieces they've a very young good team with a couple of veteran players thrown in the mix but yeah i'm not surprised where they are and yeah i think nashville is the other team out of central that that could go into that top three spot and i wouldn't be surprised yeah i agree i think the blackhawks are a few years out bedard obviously amazing start for a turnaround um and they'll hang on to some key guys um while they while they draft like so i mean i think that they they might they might be relevant in the next two or three years i would think the blackhawks might start forcing their way into the conversation and then going into the pacific i literally have it as currently like the current standings it's the knights the knucks the kings and if the oilers can keep going then i think they sneak a wild card spot out of it but they had a disastrous start they had a disastrous start but they are seven in a row Mm-hmm. Stuart Skinner's playing the best hockey he's played all year. And you like, know, I'm so glad I picked him up as a free agent in fantasy in the fantasy pool in week three because everyone was like selling on the Edmonton Oilers, thinking that they were not going to turn this around. And like, how can you actively bet against Con- uh, Connor McDavid? I like, traded for McDavid, and I then he had 21 points in eight games. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let's go. It's crazy to see where that like it yeah i believe the can i don't know if the canucks can sustain i can see them being a wild card team mm-hmm. i think the edmonton oilers end up higher in the standings than the canucks i think i think you 
we're seeing a lot of great things from the Canucks, but they're off nights. They look bad. They, they, nothing goes for when nothing goes for them. They fold. I won't, I won't go that far. I think the Canucks hold position. Um, I have more faith in Miller, Petey, Hughes, um, and Besser than just McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, obviously McDavid's impact is bigger than anybody else's in the entire game, but, um, I think the Oilers could sneak into third, but I don't know if it's going to be at the expense of the Canucks. Uh, and like, I, I'm, like I said, I, I see them as a wild card team at the worst. I, I just, it's hard to bet against the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. This is what it is. It's, um, and then the bottom, like, I'm not surprised. Um, Seattle, Anaheim, and the Sharks. The Sharks, I'm surprised. Okay, first of all, yes, I'm surprised the Sharks have have turned it on, but I'm not surprised that they're in the bottom. I'm surprised the Sharks have eight wins. Um, I'll tell you that. Um, Well, you wanted to talk about the Sharks, which which, more than just their unis. Oh, yeah. Jeez, what was I going to talk about the Sharks? The 5-2-1 in their last eight. Oh, yeah, 5-2-1 last eight. I may have been too hard on them. Um, but since I decided to talk positively about them, they lost. So, uh, no, you don't get it. Win a few more in a row. Um, and we'll, then maybe, we'll circle back. maybe there'll be more than just the unis um, that I like about the Sharks. But once again, um, you know, Sharks and Ducks, hockey in hot places, not going well. So, <laughs> And the, with the Ducks, it is surprising with like, like the start that Zegers had. And yeah, and he's been on IR. And he's got like two or three points on the year. He's, he's got been on two IR points in 12 season. games. McTavish was an absolute surprise, but now he's, he's also hurt. Um, he I love is McTavish. a unit. Yeah, I think you know, if he would have hit, if he would have hit Gubranson from behind, he would have answered the bell right away. Yeah, and I love that. But um, yeah, so that's where I think I think we've nailed every division here where we've gone down the list. Um, and let's do let's take a little break and we're gonna do a draft of our top um NHL mascots. So right. um let's do you wanna do Rochambeau or do you want me to pick a number between one and two, like put put up one or two fingers, you guess, and then if you get it right, you can have first pick. You could just switch. Well no, I wouldn't switch. Alright, let's go rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, well, you win. You get first pick. <laughs> All right. It's anticlimactic, but... Very anticlimactic. Um, All right, you get my... first pick. With my first pick, I am selecting... Hilariously, we we're just talking about them. Uh, Wild Wing. Oh! From the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. I just love the way he looks. I'm not going for anything else here. And I'm not picking who I know you're about to take. The best mascot in the league, the mascot with the most personality, the most electrifying mascot in the NHL. No, you're not going to go for my first overall pick, Gritty. Mark it down. I'm already winning this draft. There's absolutely no way I was picking Gritty. Um, I just, I don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like his over-the-top attitude. And he's a mascot, so that's saying something. All right, you all, you get, you get the second, go first in the second round here. Um, <laughs> no, oh no, 
This is bad, man. This is real bad. I want to take... Because I remember the YouTube video of him getting stuck in the rafters. I'm taking my boy Sharky. (laughs) Number two thing that I like about the San Jose Sharks. The number two thing. I like the unis. I like Sharky. Everything else, no good. Sharky wasn't even in my top ten. So you can have him. He wasn't even in the top ten. My guy I'm taking in the second round. Unreal hands on him. He went bar down on a kid goalie this weekend. We're going with Columbus Blue Jacket Stinger. 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 Man, that thing's ugly. <laughs> he went bar down. We're, we're going for the future here. He's got hands on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with my third pick, then I am sticking with the water, the aquatic creatures. And I'm going with Finn, the orca. You, from what, the you Vancouver open an aquarium Canucks. for your, all your mascots or what? Hey, man, we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. <laughs> all right, and out of spite for you, with my third round pick, I'm going with the New Jersey Devils, Devil. Terrible. He's going to be a real character guy, a real presence in the locker room for us. He actually is pretty funny. I'll give him that. Um, when he the, ran into that plate patent of glass at a children's daycare when he was playing like with the parachute, so he's playing with the parachute, and then like the, he's, he scares the kids to go ah, and he pretends to run away and he goes face first into a pane of glass and breaks the daycare's front window glass because he ran too hard into it. Great clip. That's the reason alone <laughs> why he went third overall. So, uh, I've got one right now. The OG Gritty. Yuppie. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce Yuppie. it. Yuppie. Yuppie. Montreal Canadiens. They're going to take me out. <laughs> for Yuppie. All right. I, I can respect that one. That one is on my list for sure. That's a classic. Well, I'm going to take my home team's mascot, Carlton the Bear. I like it. You know what's so much fun? The Rangers don't have a mascot. They don't um, have a mascot? They have well, to. So in the video games, they use Lady Liberty. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I don't think they have a mascot. An actual true mascot. I'm looking it up here. And, yeah, there's nothing. How can you be an NHL team without a mascot? Well, I don't know. I'm reading an article right now that says the New York Rangers are proud to introduce their new mascot, Ranger Rick. He's a friendly raccoon who loves hockey and the Big Apple. Um, He wears a blue jersey with the number 26, representing the year the team was founded. He also wears a red bandana and a cowboy hat, honoring the team's original owner, Tex Ricard. Ranger Rick will be cheering on the Rangers at every home game and he can't wait to meet the fans and make some new friends. He's always ready for fun and mischief like a raccoon. So come on down to Madison Square Garden and say hello to Ranger Rick, the coolest critter in town. I'm going to go ahead and not... When was this article? I don't know. It could be an old article. Um, Are you taking Ranger Rick? No shot am I taking (laughs) Ranger Rick. No shot am I taking Ranger Rick. Um... (laughs) I, uh, for my last pick, will be selecting the Red Octopus uh, from the Detroit Red Wings. Underrated pick. Solid, solid steal. Um, 
No, yeah, that's a good one. I'm mine. I'm going off of name alone for the fifth round pick. Uh, we're gonna go with the uh, Dallas Stars victory green. I like it, and another underrated one was actually, in my opinion, um, was the Oilers Lynx. Yeah, there's just so many cats. Like you look at like the league. So you got yeah. Buffalo Sabers, who's a cat. You got the Nashville Predators, who's a cat. You've got Edmonton Oilers, who's a cat. Like I would have, I would, I would rather see like them have like an oil field worker as a mascot. Yeah, it would make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We got our draft done. We both let us know if we missed any underrated mascots. Um, but don't also also don't be a homer if you're like if you're like we're the Florida Panthers we got Stanley P Panther come on like yeah no, like, come no. on guys I I didn't even pick Ranger Rick okay be fair <laughs> don't be biased and then while we did talk about drafts the a, uh, NHL All Star Weekend is gonna have brought, bring back the draft which I think is great and it was underrated and. It was just great seeing Phil Kessel always be last man standing you every gotta, year. And you got to let Ovi get the out, get the liquor flowing. I think honestly, um, you know, some of the boys were were feeling good that la- I think it was the last year they did the draft, and maybe that's why they haven't done the draft in a while. Um, but like that's when the personality and stuff kicks out, and you get that good content and like headlines that people are looking for is when you let these players loosen up a bit and have some personality. And so what they've what they've announced is that there'll be four team captains. So there's going to be one representative from every NHL team and then 12 players are going to be voted in. Now, I don't think we're going to see a John Scott vote in. <laughs> Come on. But, but you get 12 players voted in, so 44 players total and you're going to have four team captains and each captain is going to be given a celebrity coach. I mean, Interesting. it's you're just setting up for Poppy and Bieber to be be coaches. You're setting up for uh, Drake to be one of the celebrity coaches. Like, there's just so many good Toronto celebrities that that are possibilities that I think it's going to be great Thursday night action in Toronto. I agree, and I honestly can't wait. I'm one of the people that actually looks forward to the All Star Game every year. Um, I you know I prefer the the skills comp obviously to the to the game, um, but I I really appreciate the new three on three format tournament style um, that they did or that they've been doing, and I think they're they're keeping that along with the draft this year, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I so they're still going to do three on three. They're still going to do three on three, and each team is going to get their their however many guys, uh, eleven guys. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be good content and it's going to be great to have another element to this all-star weekend where fans get to be a part of something. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Like use it for fan engagement all, the whole weekend. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fun and uh, it's going to be a great time moving from that. Um, Rookies are having great years this year. It's great to see young stars turn, uh, young players turn into stars. And I feel like that's what we're seeing this year. Is you look at uh, the rankings for the early Calder voting, uh, Connor Bedard obviously gonna lead the charge. He's gonna win the Calder unless he gets injured beyond repair, like we saw with McDavid his year, and then uh, Panarin won the the Calder that year. Um, 
but yeah, unless he 20, gets 26 year old Panarin or however old he was when he came in. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. Like to me, there's, there's not much debate. It's going to be Bedard unless something drastic happens. Um, but I will point out other guys that have been having good years. Like Luke Hughes is having a really good rookie year as a defenseman. Um, Fantilli, you obviously. being a devil's advocate. I oh, I hate what you did there. I really hate what you did there. Um, but you know, a guy like Logan Cooley's really helping turn around the the Yotes. So there's there there are other really good, talented guys. It's just unfortunate that this, they, you know they decided to get uh, to have their rookie years the same year as Bedard because it's over. There's nothing you can do. Um, I mean, unless you take him out when you when he comes to when he comes on the Bedard tour and comes to your your rank, you. You got to pay Jimmy down the street to come shank him. (laughs) But no, I think, yeah, unless he's seriously hurt, like there's nothing anybody can do to stop Bedard from, from winning. He's giving, being given all the opportunity by the Blackhawks Mm -hmm. and he's going to get as much ice time as he wants. Like you can already see like line changes happen. He doesn't even look at the bench. He's like, I need a cookie. And he just goes out and just does what he does. Yeah. He's also shooting at a really sustainable, like, shooting percentage at this time some other people are inflated or some people are lower too like Fantilli's got it only shooting at 10 percent. i don't know if that's standard um but i you know i think it's uh there's some people that shoot a little higher than that i wonder what the league i wonder what the league average would be shooting percentage yeah i don't know maybe we'll have to figure that out but some guys i want to talk about with the rookies is leo carlson um unfortunately he's playing great um but with anaheim load managing him like it's the nba and making him play only every second game, um, you're not going to get the stats you need to, to win the Calder. Like, uh, Joseph Wall got injured for the Leafs. Great. I think he's the goalie uh, rookie. Devin Levi would be the other one, who are two goalies that I think uh, have, have a, an itch at the Calder. Um, and then the other guy I want to talk about, another duck, is Pavel Mintkov, uh, the, yep. the defenseman, who is just lighting it up. I picked him up early in the year and i have not let him go um so i will be keeping him it's a keeper league so we'll see how it uh we'll see you know we'll see if he maintains it but i've been uh, i've been thrilled to get him um for nothing on the waiver wire it's been an excellent addition to my ready to make a push team were you able to find out the shooting percentage so most teams hovered between uh, 9 and 11% last year. So that's right where Fantilli's sitting in the middle. Um, and Bedard's shooting at about 13% right now. Um, that doesn't mean it's not sustainable for him, obviously, in order to maintain 10% for a team. Some people have to shoot higher than it. Um, and some people shoot lower. So I don't know. It's interesting. I do think, like we had mentioned, this is Bedard's year to be rookie of the year. Um, if anything happens to him, my second place is Luke Hughes. Unfortunately for me. I'm going to have to watch the Rangers play against him more times a year than I want. Yeah. And I, I, I would agree with you. Um, I'm just looking at like, for example, Austin Matthews shooting percentage throughout the years. Um, so Matthews shooting percentage, uh, 20, his rookie year, 14, the next year, 18, the year he got 60, he was at 17. Matthews is like right in at that 15 to 17%. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. A premium goal scorer would probably sit around that, you'd think, uh, unless they shoot out. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's Bedard's, it's Bedard's award to take. I think he's going to win also a couple other awards um, throughout the year. Um, but I think, yeah, he's it's his to lose, and 
everyone else is dying for him to falter so they can get into that picture. Yep. Well, good luck to Bedard. It's been fun to watch so far. He's made some made an amazing, beautiful sauce pass across the ice for a goal the other night. Or was it last night, I think, or the night before? Oh, it was disgusting. to his D-man that was trailing. It yep. was beautiful goal, beautiful pass. But, like, it's one of those things that he didn't even look for him. He wasn't even looking there. Like, you, if, you're, if you're Joe Schmo and you do that and nobody's there, you're done. Like, see, you, you're going to the AHL. Awesome. And then, so, moving forward, you wanted to talk about Alexander Ovechkin's points. Yeah. So, he's obviously had past 1,500. Um, it's interesting to see. Like, So, I wanted to see what your take would be. What do you think about Ovi? Do you think he beats Gretzky? Because he has slowed down quite a bit. Not a chance. I, I give him 8% for his jersey number, and that's just to be... <laughs> That's just to be funny about it. Like, I I think he's one of the greatest scorers of all time, and I feel like he's done it in, a, in an age where goal scoring is a lot harder than Gretzky. Um, but he doesn't have... He doesn't have the pieces with him to do it. I feel like that's a big part of why I, I, I'm going to say no. Unless they re-overhaul everything and get a team around him that's just going to feed him the puck... I think he needs. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get there, and which is sad to say. Well, I think he still does it. I think he's got at least if he gets twenty to twenty-five this year. I know he's on pace for like seventeen, and like he has five goals this year. I think three of them are empty net, so that's not great. Um, I don't know. I really think that he still has an opportunity to do it because he's. I think he's. What is he? Only seventy shy or something right now. Um, I'm not sure what Gretzky's number was. Was it 899? 892, I think. Um, Regardless, he's still got a good production three years away. At good production. Yeah. So Gretzky had an 894. 894, and he's at 827 now. Yeah. So what's that difference? I'm not a math guy. Uh. 894 minus 827. 67. He's going to hit it. Must he got three years left, including this one? Yeah, but he's he's not himself. He's a shell of what he was. So, yeah, I just don't think that Ovi is going to hit that mark. I, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I feel that it's just he doesn't have the pieces around him. And even if he gets 20 a year, he's got to get over 21 year in the next three years let's let's put a small wager on it between the two of us i say he hits it you say he doesn't hit it what do you want to make what do you want to bet i will i will wear a new jersey uh, um, a rangers jersey to uh, oh, for like for a podcast or a podcast for two months deal and i, I will wear I'll let you least. pick the name that goes on the back i'll, I'll buy a jersey and if I win. I want you to wear a New Jersey Devils jersey. What? That is so much worse. How is that worse? I have to wear the Devils. You get to wear the Rangers. That's a blessing. Please. I, I, I'm a fan no. of a true franchise like the Toronto Maple Leafs. My brother, 
you're worried, you're if worried I'm that wearing, Ovi's not going to hit it, right? If I'm wagering wearing a New Jersey Devils, you're wagering wearing a Boston Bruins jersey. Done. Deal. All right. Deal. Deal. I can't wait to see it happen. <laughs> okay, but while we're on points, tonight the Toronto Maple Leafs play the Islanders. Tavares is two points away from 1,000. I think he throws it up the Islanders hoops fan fans hoops and gets two points in front of it in at the oh, not the Coliseum now but wherever the Islanders play. Hey man, I hate the Islanders. I hope he gets a thousand and five by the end of the game. So <laughs> that's fine with me. Get I just want to hear the tonight. booze rain down when he gets point one thousand and like like how can you still be pissed? It's been five years. <laughs> Let like, it go. It's like that ex, like, you know, like they hate seeing their ex doing so well. They're like, oh, it hurts. It's still too fresh because they haven't done anything. So, (laughs) buddy, get over yourself. Like, you got Anders Lee. He's a great captain. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you so much. Follow us on socials. We post pretty funny TikToks, I have to say for myself. Um Follow us on there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are constantly engaging on Saturdays. We tell you who to bet for on shots on underdog.com. Let we us know. Been, we haven't been right yet, but we're trying. We're trying. We're getting you close. <laughs> we get closer every week. We so, um, But yeah, let us know. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. We're so appreciative, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.